0: No, the top rope report here on fe- here on facebook live <laughs> wow that's not noise uh, here on facebook live google podcast spotify I'm your host the illustrious Mr. Trivia.
1: yeah what and is that what is that whistling noise
0: I have no idea
1: oh
2: Huh.
0: Okay. Hold on for one second, let me. Oh, okay, all right, there we go. And uh, joining me as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best of the business, the Knucklehead, Greg. Greg, welcome.
1: Uh, I'm all right. How are you?
0: page earlier about Paul White signing with AEW
1: yep <clears throat> a multi, it was a multi-year contract um, that's the only thing I haven't seen how long or for how much but yeah he uh, he's no longer with WWE um, he's been moved to their alumni page and uh, yeah he's in AEW Wow, because I remember
0: reading something when I read when I heard about AE, uh, him going AEW, they had said something about AEW having a new show on YouTube on Mondays at seven o'clock, and he's going to be one of the commentators. Yeah, and uh, I mean I don't know if the
1: um, if the extent of the contract has him wrestling a certain amount. Yes. of matches, You know, like well he, man, he's he's, he's he was signed and, and the release stated that he will be an in-ring competitor, but he'll also be doing commentary, and one of the first things in commentary he's going to be is on this new YouTube show that they have on Monday nights. Oh, okay.
0: Because I, uh, I read something, that it's like I was talking to DJ earlier, and I told him, I said, I don't think there's anybody in AEW that can compete with the big show.
1: Well they they do have a couple I mean they have Lance Archer who's who's on the you know, he's he's a big guy, and they have somebody else who who's also a big guy. So another form of speculation is somebody that can help mentor their their young and upcoming bigger talent.
0: Yeah, I know that Brian Cage
1: who's quite Yeah, but he he's not big like Big Show big. He's more big like a Brock Lesnar big.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how uh, Paul White is going to fit into the the realm of
1: AEW. Right, and I think it's. I mean, I don't. I, I know I read reports that he he was not happy um, around the time of January fourth um, when he did that whole Legends thing. He was very vocal about his disappointment, didn't know what he was all disappointed about. He wanted to re-sign with WWE, but he wanted a longer, more lucrative contract than WWE wanted to offer. So okay. he decided to go to AEW, where they gave him you know, the money and multi-years.
0: Okay, yeah, and like you said, you know, 22 years he was in the WWE, and that's, I mean, I can't say it's a, it's a big loss to the WWE, because you really haven't seen him compete that much.
1: Well, lately, no. I mean, the last time he wrestled, it was right. June something or other, when he had that unsanctioned match against Randy Orton. Right. But that was previous... That was previous to the, to the fact, I don't know if you remember, he had a show called The Big Show. It was a comedy series on Netflix that was produced yeah. and put on Netflix by WWE Productions. So it, it's not like they weren't giving him the ability to make money and do other ventures.
0: Right. That's just something that uh, only... Only Paul White in AEW
1: knows, you know. So we want to wish him well. Hopefully, he can find what he's looking for in AEW. Well, and, yeah, uh, it, it's called money, and that's yeah. that was the whole. That's what it was. You know, it's not like yeah. WWE said, "No, we're not. We don't. We think you're past your time." Blah blah blah. He yeah. wanted to be a competitor. Um, but he also wanted more money to do it. And WWE wouldn't do it.
0: Okay. Yep. So, it's a loss for WWE and it for So, Monday Night Raw. Yep. Let's talk, let's talk a little Monday Night Raw. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was just... It, I didn't think the show was that bad but I didn't think it was that good either I mean it was a show after a pay-per-view
2: which the pay-per-view was good yes and they had
0: they had a show like that after a pay-per-view it it was just horrible I mean the go-home show wasn't that good and now the show after the pay-per-view was not even that what not even that
1: great either well, your, your tune has changed since we talked yesterday.
0: Yeah, well, it's it was just something that, I mean, I, I saw, well, I came home and watched a little bit more of Monday Night Raw and really paid attention to it, and it was, I mean, I think this thing with Randy Orton now is getting, uh, I can't say ridiculous, but getting uh, not overplayed, but I, I can't think of the word right now, but it's just, I mean, do something with him and The Fiend or him and Alexa Bliss and, you know, get it over
1: with. Stop dragging it out. And wow. Yeah, your your tune has definitely changed. I don't know all of a sudden why that switch flipped. Um, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was just this time last week we were talking um, and, you know, under the opinion that, you know what? You, you, you can't bring The Fiend back too early because WrestleMania is still, you know, seven weeks away. You, you bring him back too early. What's the feud going to be all about?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can... Uh, I can I can kind of understand that, yeah.
1: So keep doing what they're doing with, you know, right now with, with Alexa Bliss. And, I mean... I read an article well not an article, but a little thing today that um Vince Russo is just being so critical of anything and everything WWE does. Um and, and the more the more I read his opinions, the more of a douchebag um he just he he just seems to be. Uh I give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt at first, you know, okay, but now it's like every chance he gets to bash WWE, um, and he actually bashed Randy Orton for allowing WWE to continue the storyline with the way it's going. He said, "By you said making the man, you know, choke up black ink. I mean, that's so stupid. I don't know what the WWE has lowered themselves to."
0: Yeah, well, you know, he used to be head writer. For oh,
1: WWE. I, I I know who he is, Mike. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. And he's—he's—he's he's, he's a dick. I mean, I, he just has it. He just has it in for
1: WWE and Vince McMahon and everybody else. Yeah, because he's—he's just spewing up him with sour milk. And I guarantee yeah. you, if Vince called him up right now and said, "Hey, I need you to come back and be my head writer," he would jump on it like a frog on a lily pad. Oh,
0: Of course he will. Of course he will. But.
1: Bless you. Excuse me. Bless you. I apologize. Excuse me.
0: Thank you. I've been doing that all day. I've been doing that ever since I got home. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, if he if Vince called him up and asked him that, he'd be on the next thing smoking all the way to Stanford. So. Yep. But uh, what did you think were some of the highlights of Monday Night Raw? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't. don't. I mean, you had the whole, first and foremost, the Miz TV segment um, where Bobby Lashley came out and basically told him he wanted his match that day. He had to, you know, return the favor that MVP and and the Miz agreed upon, which we had talked about, was was the speculation. Um, And once again, you know, guessed right. And gave him an hour. He came back out after the hour, Lashley was not in his suit anymore. He was dressed, blah, blah, blah. And the Miz came out in his suit, said he needed more time. And then Braun Strowman came out. And, you know, and then it started to be like, okay, who else is going to come out? Who else is going to? And that's what I was kind of thinking. But the only other person to come out was Shane McMahon, again, for really no reason but to to technically – make a number one and I guess you want to say number one and one A contenders match and but Braun Strowman against Bobby Lashley um in a match and if Braun Strowman won then next week would be a triple threat match. If he didn't win and it was Bobby Lashley then it's just one on one Lashley versus the Miz. Yep.
0: And that- I really think that uh the Miz I really don't think he has a Chinaman chance of winning that match unless, you know,
1: well, you know, Morrison will be out there and cause it to right. kind of distract exactly, him. that's the only way, and that's the only way they'll keep the title on him, um, is he'll yeah. pull like Sami Zayn was doing for a while. You know, if he's getting beat up too much, he'll go out of the ring and, and he'll lose by countout, or he'll lose by disqualification, or he'll do this, he'll do that, um much of the show to me was pretty much lost in the fact that the WWE champion who was probably the the best thing going on in WWE throughout this entire pandemic um lost his title for about half of a second to Randy Orton and then got it back, has had all kinds of matches, all kinds of things, loses his title, and not only does he not show up on Monday Night Raw, but he's not even mentioned. Yeah, you, right. you know, it's not even, it's like, they, like he just got forgotten about. Like, Adam Pearce didn't say to Bobby Lashley, hey, listen, hold on. You know, as you know, I mean, you lost your title. You know, anybody that loses their title, they automatically have a rematch clause, blah, 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 nothing. It's like Drew McIntyre's title reign never happened.
0: Right. And that's the sad thing. Yep. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, I was talking to Tony Black this morning, and we had mentioned about it. And he said he thinks they kept Drew McIntyre off the show because he was so upset about losing the title that he was probably going to go after somebody. But I don't see McIntyre, you
1: know. Well, yeah, being he that. yeah he would have gone after somebody. He would have gone either after The Miz or Bobby Lashley. Like when we talked yesterday, I, I was the way that the match ended and how, quote-unquote, early it ended, you still had a minute, I thought for sure we were going to see Bobby Lashley come up those ropes, turn around, and Drew McIntyre hitting him with a claymore. But no, instead, Bobby Lashley held up the WWE title.
0: Yep. And plus, Drew had a great performance in the Elimination Chamber as well. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, I just don't know what the WWE's been thinking of lately. Same thing with Asuka. You know, she's... They're not doing anything with her. Now this problem that happened with the kick from Charlotte, and you can see the look on both of their faces, and eventually... Charlotte's going to end up getting the match with Asuka, either at Fastlane or at WrestleMania.
1: Well, I don't know if we're going to worry about Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania... Um, I think that's why Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw. Yep, and yeah, that's gonna
0: be that's gonna be good. I believe that's gonna be good for the Raw women's roster.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, I mean, they needed to do something to replace Lacey Evans. I mean, yeah. not that she was a huge star on Raw, but she was another usable, um, wrestler on Raw. Um, they don't, yep. they don't have a lot of those.
0: Right. how on point was Charlotte when she was talking to
1: her dad backstage? How, how what?
0: How on point was oh. Charlotte?
1: Oh, um, I, I, I said that all along. I mean, from day one, um, with her coming up. I mean, I um, understand I mean, I understand that, you know, somebody of Ric Flair's caliber and Ric
0: Flair's uh, legendary status wanting to help the younger wrestlers. But when it starts to interfere with his own daughter, and he's actually caused his daughter a couple of matches, then, you know, granted, it's in the storyline and everything. And I guess the WWE is going to scrap the storyline now. But, I mean, it was, she was just right on target and just told, look, go home. Plain and simple. Let me be Charlotte Flair. Right. So. Yeah, but, uh. I mean. I would have. I probably gave Raw. I'd say probably a C minus or a D. Well,
1: I don't think it was that bad, but I don't think it was much. I, would, I wouldn't have gone down to a, to a D. I wouldn't even come close to that. Um. I mean. The Riddle-Morrison match w- was was good. Um, I mean, looking back at it, I mean, Oscar got legitimately hurt in the yeah. match, um, but it was by Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah. Legitimately knocked one of Oscar's teeth out. And now they're going to play up that, saying that it was Charlotte by kicking her and blah, 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 whatever. Um, yep. But you know, it, it, other than the you know stupid match that they end up having, and it was funny. We were we were talking about it yesterday, um, on the phone, and we were when on our Monday recap, we were talking about WrestleMania and how many matches, and you know, you were saying all oh, twelve matches each day, and I would figured that was overkill. And I said the last thing I wanted to see on you know WrestleMania. It's a tag team match of Lana and Naomi versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And what was the match that was on Monday Night Raw just before Lashley and Braun Strowman? It was that tag match. Um, and it was rather quick. It was a rather quick match. And Lana and Naomi won by pinning Mandy Rose. Um, and it was pointed out that Lana and Naomi do have um, a number one contender's title uh, against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And I, I hope that they're going to cash that in at Fastlane and we get a different match at WrestleMania because I, I definitely don't want to see that match at WrestleMania.
0: Right. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't blame you at all. Because
1: the, the scariest part of it... I mean, I, is if that match were to happen at WrestleMania, somehow yep. Naomi and Lana are going to win and become the new tag champions.
0: Yeah, I know. That's the sad part. Right. And I even said to DJ, I said, I'm sorry, I said, but Shay- Shayna's got to be 300. I mean, not Shayna, uh, Nia. naya has got to be 300 pounds right now.
1: I don't know.
2: She's
1: huge. Yeah, but did you see her? Did you see her when she was on NXT with the in-ring thing um, with her and Shayna Baszler talking to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez? Have you seen her then? She didn't look that God, big. God. That's the thing. I mean, God. she was in pants and a top, and I mean, yeah, you can tell she's a large woman, but she didn't look anywhere near as fat as she does in her ring gear. Right. So I don't, I don't know if it's just the outfits. That she's wearing that make her appear to be, yep. you know, more plump than other times, but. Right.
0: And that's why I wear big clothes because I'm almost three hundred pounds. And that's why I wear, you know, I wear big clothes, and you really can't, you know, people look at me like, "Wow, you're that big? You 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 weigh that much?" Yeah, well, if I put on tighter clothes, you can definitely see. You know, big belly hanging out and everything else. Right. So, but I mean, I think
1: Shayna and Nia are starting to gel a little bit better. Right.
0: As a tag team now, as they were when they first started.
1: According to this, uh, Nia Jax is six foot two hundred
0: and seventy-two pounds. Okay. Wow, that's a big bitch.
1: Wow, it lists a bunch of women here. <laughs>
0: well, like I said, Raquel Gonzalez met her. Ma- is going to meet her match with Daya because that's. Yeah.
1: She's well, now, now, this says Tamina Snuka is 5'9 and hundred and forty eight pounds. No, she ain't. That's what this says here. Wow. And it says Natty is five foot five, one hundred and thirty-five pounds. There's no way on God's great earth that Tamina is only thirteen pounds heavier than Nat- than Natalia.
0: No way, no way. I agree with you there.
1: No way. And th- okay, all right. So now this says Charlotte is five foot hundred and forty-eight pounds. So she's the same weight as Tamina, only one inch taller. <laughs>
0: Wow, where'd you get
1: that from? It's online. Just, oh, wow. I typed in, I typed in "Nia Jack weight" and it gave me all these. You know, Oscar's five foot three, one hundred and thirty-seven. Alexa Bliss five foot one, one hundred and two. Shayna Baszler five foot seven, one thirty-five. Ronda Rousey five foot seven, one thirty-four. I know Charlotte's 5'10". Right. And, and and with her muscular build and everything, I could see her being about 140, 140, 150 pounds. But there's no yep. way Tamina Snook is 148. No. So. They, they may have, uh, maybe on the keyboard, they went to hit 9 and hit 4 instead because they look similar. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. But, I mean... I just don't. uh I mean, like, like I said, I Ooh, excuse saw. Excuse me. Their tag match, and boy, that, that night is huge. Now, like I said, uh, you know, like I said, originally when her and Shane got together, they weren't getting along very well. I didn't think they were going to last long as a tag team, but they seemed to have yelled pretty good together.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they've just come to to understand that, you know what, we're stronger together than we are against each other. You just got, just yep. blow your nose, dude, and get whatever's in your nose out of there. Uh, it's, just, it's just air that's in here. First of all, it's about,
0: it's, it's got to be 45 or 50 degrees in this room. Excuse me, folks. Excuse me. But, uh, There we go. Yeah. So uh, getting to getting back to to Raw. Yep. Nope. Uh, I just can't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's just me, and this is, you know, this is my opinion, and ask you part about the show because you know our opinions are our opinions, and it is what it is. But I just don't see a long,
1: a long title run for for Riddle. Why not? Uh,
0: I I don't think he's that good. There's just something about him that just makes me think he's not that good. Maybe if he changes his bro, you know, because when he was in NXT, he was a serious ass kicker. When he was in
1: NXT, so because out because outside the ring, he's doing this bro gimmick that's changed what he does in the ring. No, he does it in the ring too. You hear his interviews, bro. no, no, no. No, they don't stop a match and interview you. I've never seen that in my life. Right. Well, but when they see him backstage... Or right, once, it, him once again, backstage? outside the ring persona has nothing to do with what you're doing in the ring when you're performing. Right. So all I'm asking is because he started to do this... bro. And And I asked Joe, who was a much more... Avid NXT wrestler than me a while ago. Um, if you know, he's really changed that much from NXT, and Joe said no, he was very much the same way in NXT. So I mean, he's a big guy.
0: He's you know he's got some muscle. He's got athletic talent. Right. There's just there's just something about him that I just don't like. And if he has a good, if he has a long title run, well, more
1: power to him. Well, I mean, what 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 do we what does WWE even consider, especially in the men's side, a long title run these days?
0: Well, lately, a long title run for the WWE
1: is six months. Three title defenses and that's it. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying a long run. I mean, Drew McIntyre had the belt except for what two weeks. Um, from WrestleMania now, so is that a, a long run? Bobby Lashley had it for about six months. Is that considered a long run in WWE now? Half a year. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, Bailey, Bailey being champion, women's champion for three hundred and some odd days. Eighty. Three hundred eighty
1: days is. But, but that's why I said on the men's I, division. The women's right. division uh, I, is different because they have less top-tiered talent or title-worthy talent, as to where the right. men have dozens of title-worthy talent.
0: Right. And that's why they don't put the title on the guys too long, because maybe they want to give the other talents a shot. Right. No. So. But I was reading a thing the other day, and they bought up some names. Oh, no. And I was going to bring up these names to you to find out what WWE is going to do with these people. And one of the names that stuck out is Alistair Black. No clue. They obviously, like we like we've talked in the past, they obviously don't have anything for him. Or if they did, they'd put him in the ring and have some and have matches for him. His gimmick that he was doing before. He had his feud with Kevin Owens, where the he would sit up like this and he'd start
1: talking, and I want you to knock on my door and everything. Else. That was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it stopped. It's just like because nobody was you know, knock, I, nobody was knocking on his door. It, I don't, I don't think that gimmick worked. I really don't. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, I I don't, I don't want you in a dark room backstage. I want there being a match in the ring and you come running out, beat the shit out of two of them, you know, out of both guys and looking physically dominant, verbal dominance for somebody that hadn't really proven himself made no sense to me from the beginning.
0: Right. Now, were you surprised that they didn't carry on the uh, the program he had with Kevin Owens?
1: No, because look what they wanted to do with Kevin Owens after that.
0: Right. So, it was just something that, you know, looked like it was one of those, you know, hit hit and miss, hit and run, and that's it. See where it goes from there,
1: Bob. Yeah, but he was, but I don't... He was involved in the Seth Rollins-Rey Mysterio thing because that's how his eye got all messed up and had to have the patch. Yeah. So he was in the middle of like two or three things at one time and, you know, which way do we go, George? Which way do we go? And they said, you know what? Just go yeah. home. I yeah. think, I think I mean, what you know. turned into a punishment um, with his wife has turned into a, you know what, just, just sit at home, we'll, we'll call you when we need you. Right. And he'll and write out his pro- contract and end up in AEW. That's probably
0: the same thing they're doing with Andrade, probably the same thing
1: they're doing with Buddy no, Murphy. No, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, know. I mean, Murphy got the shit end of a stick because one of the Forgotten Sons um, wound up getting fired. That whole storyline thing where he was aligned with the Mysterios was eventually supposed to lead into a three-man versus three-man type of feud. Um, But when what Jason Riker, I think it was, got fired, and that left Wesley Blake with nothing to do because he can't do anything on his own. So then it just became Dominic and or Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. So they just that's where the whole Murphy thing stalled. Um, yeah. I I mean, yeah. just due to the fact of who Andrade is, I I I gotta imagine WWE is gonna have something for him. I I can't. You know it's I don't. Fabulous. I think. What was that? I think
0: Andrade is fabulous in the ring.
1: Right. So I don't know if <laughs> the language barrier slash struggle that he had was just the character that he was playing, or is it really kind of true? Or I know Charlotte's had to learn a lot of Spanish, Um, so I'm wondering if there really is, um, a true language barrier and maybe he's working on that. So he's more fluent in English and doesn't have to play this Spanish American person. He could play, you know, an American that is Spanish.
0: Very possible. Very possible. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, some of those guys, I just, you know, I mean, I, I kind of miss seeing in the ring. I mean, I like watching Andrade. I like watching Buddy Murphy. Those guys were just
1: moving, moving, moving all the time. Right.
0: And now uh, they're just not around. Yep. So, all right. So now for we're, we're all you people out there that are tuned in, it is now my favorite part of the show, and I hope it's yours as well.
1: It is you news, so Greg, take it away. All right, first and foremost, let's uh, get to some celebrations. Um, today, uh, February 24th, um, both Shinsuke Nakamura and Corey Graves um, have birthdays. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura turns 41, and Corey Graves turns 37. Um, tomorrow, the 25th, Um, not that she's with WWE anymore, but, uh, Maria Kanellis has, has a birthday, um, she was born in 1982, so she'll be 39, and with two children at the age of 39, to look the way she does is rather impressive, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to point that out, but also, tomorrow, Celebrating his 72nd birthday is the one and only Rick Flair. Um, and, and it's hard to believe that the, at 72 the man is still, you know, as active in anything, everything that he is. Um, yep. My roommate here is 72 and he's bedridden. Um, and has to wear a diaper and has to get changed and wiped and can't even put his own oxygen tube on himself. He has to page an aid to help him put it back on because he gets too confused as to why it's down here when it should be up here. So that's just a testament to the, the way he's able to get around and, you know, even do anything um, as yeah. coherent as, as as he's able to do now.
0: Right. And
1: that's, and that's after four marriages, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yep. and I don't even think he knows how many kids that he's had, but... <laughs> um, one of the things... Um, good, bad, ugly. Um, we talk about things as to why, you know, Vince McMahon isn't pushing Aleister Black or giving anything to Andrade or Murphy um and why he doesn't do things well because sometimes when Vince McMahon gets something in his head Vince McMahon wants to do it um, seven names of people um, that were formerly in WWE that Vince McMahon tried forcing on us that just never took off um, first one is Mason Ryan um, the next one Nathan Jones. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Okay. Big big bald headed guy. Yep. Then from mom or what was it? Something of men. Oh, men on, men from a mission. Or men yes, on a mission Men on a mission. King King Mabel. Um yeah. tried really pushing that on us. Giant Gonzalez. Big Cass. And then Ryback. Um, And then one other that I've never heard of, but they list him as Mordecai. Yeah. I I have no idea who that is or was. Um, But they said it's from 2004 and apparently they, they killed his character really quick. Oh, according to this, he was supposed to be the yin to the Undertaker's yang. So I guess it had to have been somebody that they were trying to feud with The Undertaker, and it yeah. just never took off. Um, we're, I think it became Midian. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we were just talking about Raw's latest acquisition, or call-up, what you want to call it, um, Rhea Ripley, and they list uh, on this article here um, five girls that are the best to have potential feuds at Rhea Ripley. Um, first one they list is Nia Jax. Next one, um, they list is Charlotte Flair. I think that's an obvious one. Then they list Asuka. Yeah. Bless you, as Asuka. Oscar- yeah. How dare you do that during Nuggies News? Um, obviously being Oscar being the champ. Yep. Then they list Shayna Baszler. And then the last one, which they think is the best option for Ripley to be able to make her name on Monday Night Raw is Naomi. Which one of the five don't belong? Yeah, you just mentioned her. Exactly. I mean, she's somebody that that's relevant two or three months a year, and it's yeah. usually from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and then you don't see her for the other nine months of the year. Right, and I was just about to ask you, do you think there could be any
0: uh, four or five-star matches with any of them? And then Naomi. <laughs>
1: so, right, right. Right. And then we have um, the predicted fast lane card. Um, these are not, this isn't mine. Um, I see the person's name, but I don't see who he writes for. Um, maybe it'll be down at the bottom of the article. And. The first one, and it says these matches aren't necessarily in the order in which they would take place at Fastlane. Okay. Um, the first one they list is Roman Reigns and Jey Uso versus Edge and Christian. The next one, Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship, with Big E as the champion. Then Bianca Belair versus Carmella. For Bianca Belair's shot at WrestleMania,
2: okay,
1: Asuka is the champion versus Charlotte for the Raw Women's title. This one was said by Mister Trivia first. Riddle defending his title against Keith Lee for the U.S. title. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defending their titles against the Street Prophet. Cesaro vs Seth Rollins and then a 2-on-1 handicap match or a rematch with Bobby Lashley as the champion taking on the Miz and Morrison for the WWE championship where the winner whichever person pins wins the title So if Morrison pins Lashley, he's the champ. If Miz pins Lashley, he's the champ. And obviously if Lashley pins both of them, then he's the champ. (laughs)
2: Right.
1: But yeah, that that's the rumored or this websites um what did John just say about me? I just got a notification. I don't, know. I don't see nothing oh. on the screen. Well, yeah. John said, Greg, Greg Chester, what are your thoughts on Riddle?
0: What's your thoughts on what?
1: Riddle. Uh-huh. I mean, that was actually all of Nuggies news, except for what my rant would have been, um, was complaining about Drew McIntyre and how you disrespect the man by not even having him on Um, if he doesn't seal Bobby Lashley's fate at this next Monday Night Raw then I don't know I may become a Big Show or a Paul White fan um, all over again I don't know Um, but I I, looking at Riddle like Tripp did um, as the annoying string bean outside the ring I think he's annoying, but looking at him as strictly an in-ring performer, it's kind of like the same way I looked at the Street Profits. I I didn't want to give them any credit in the ring because I couldn't. And even to this day, I still find their stick annoying. Um, I find Riddle's stick annoying, but I'm trying to overlook that and focus more on what he does in the ring. And I think he's pretty good in the ring. Well, I, I, had got, I, I had felt, if you remember, I had felt the same way at one point about the New Day. Right. Where,
0: yeah. So, it's, uh...
1: Yeah, so I can't stand hearing them either.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, it's...
0: With with the Street Profits, I was never... I mean, I never really paid too much attention to them when they were in NXT. <laughs> But there is some talent
1: there. Oh, and, no, and once again, uh, there is. But when they yeah. first came on, it was like, these guys are so epic and annoying. Let me put something else on and not even watch their matches.
0: Right. I think Riddle shtick is exactly who Riddle actually is. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, John. John is one of uh, our avid viewers, and we uh, we enjoy having him on the show. Uh, participating in the show, so thank you very much, John. Uh, Also, Sunday, 7 p.m. our time, we'll be joined by the lady who did the promo yesterday, Princess Victoria, and I talked to her yesterday, and she's looking forward to talking to us on the show. She said she can't wait. She's really excited. Um, She's also going to be talking about her new book that's coming out. April, tw- April 21st, so you definitely want to tune in and check that out, I'll be putting the phone number out there if anybody wants to call and, you know, ask Princess Victoria a question or two, she'll be more than happy to answer it, and also, the first Sunday
1: in March, hey Ralph, how you doing, thanks for tuning in, No, oh, he's in, he's support. in Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, you, John, she has got a lot to say, trust me. Uh, And also, the first (laughs) Sunday in March, we will be joined by Connecticut's hardcore icon, Ron Zombie, will be joining us live on the Top Rope Report. (coughs) Ron is recently recovering from knee surgery, Mm -hmm. so we wish him a speedy recovery and see what he has to say about how this pandemic has really affected... Him as well as his wrestling Dr. Timber, career. Doctor you know, Timber, Lamage
1: Four O nine. Yeah, and I think I think the fact that he went through knee surgery is the only way we were able to nail him down Dr. long Timber, enough to do you know, a, a, you know, an interview, or call an interview Dr. because you know, he, he always kept himself very busy. Doctor
0: Timber yeah. Ramage. I mean, we wish we wish him a speedy recovery. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. But like makes like said, We had to nail him down after his surgery, so we got to hear what he's going got to say. Yep. So those are going to be our two guests for the next two weeks. So you definitely want to tune in and hear what's going on in, in the wonderful world of
1: now. When, when is when is Ron Zombie when is Ron Zombie going to be on?
0: The first Sunday in March.
1: Okay. A week after Princess Victoria. Okay. Because the and
0: pay-per-view what, isn't until the
1: twenty-first, right. so we got. Uh, right. So what? What yeah, date is? What date is that? I think it's the fourth. No. Oh. If the twenty-first is a Sunday. 20, oh, it's probably the fifth. No. Oh, if the twenty-first is a Sunday. Yeah. What would the, the first 20th. Sunday in March be? The seventh. The day the whole the day my whole life starts going downhill, big time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah that'll be uh, that'll be the birthday treat for Greg. Getting to talk to Ron Zombie on what's going to be his. 50th
1: birthday. Yep. Yes. That the, the infamous so. day that I, I share with the exact date with Shaquille O'Neal, except Shaquille O'Neal is one year behind me at 72, and the one and only Val Venus, who was born on the exact same day as me, March 6, 1971.
0: Oh, okay. They just have uh, a little bit bigger bank accounts,
1: but. <laughs> A little bit, <laughs> yeah. So, Shaquille yeah, O'Neal like Shaquille O'Neal would wipe his ass with my pay, with my with my checking account. So, like I said, Princess Victoria on the twenty eighth, Ron Zombie on the seventh of March. Going to be an explosive two weeks for the w, for uh, the top rope report. So you definitely want to check it out. Apparently, John has a thumbs up for Paul White joining AEW.
0: Yeah, I guess. So. And you had mentioned something uh, the other day about how AEW was starting to, what was the word I'm looking for, like blossom, so to
1: speak? No, nope. I said they were stretching it. I mean, by bringing in people like um, Ryan Nemeth, you know, Dolph Ziggler, um, Nick Nemeth, his brother, just for the name notoriety. I mean, they, they had brought in Sting and... And the, one of the big things is they know how to use their legends. They don't force them to be put in a competition that they don't deserve to be in. Right. Pardon my language, but the motherfucker took a power bomb of all power bombs last week. I mean, and is now you know shown that he's going to be or advertising he's fit for wrestling to wrestle. You know, blah blah blah. Well, that's just. What? I mean, Good. what? You're, you're. Uh, that's. Uh, okay. Maybe that should have been my John, rant. <laughs>
0: John, comments, Checking account. What's a checking
1: account? <laughs> it's the one that has moths flying around in it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but well, like I said, I
0: will be. Uh, that was definitely. A crushing
1: Powerbomb. Now, who was that on AEW? Sting. Sting, oh yeah. I remember reading that. I didn't see it, but I read about it. Yeah, they, they were taught, you know, and one thing is when they signed Sting and, and he was on their thing is, you know, is they were criticizing how they you know, get to use, how they use Legends correctly. And WWE forces Legends to do things in the ring when they don't particularly want to, aren't healthy to do it, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Arn Anderson's getting, you know, accosted in the ring and they're just, it's just, you know, old school WCW all over again. Yep. You know, let's just copy what WWE is doing with people that WWE doesn't want because they're not good enough to be on the WWE roster. Right. Now, have you seen much of, of some of the wrestlers on
0: AEW? Because there's one guy I want to talk to you about to see what you think of him, if you've seen him. And that's a gentleman by the
1: name of Darby Allen. I'm sorry, your phone broke up for a second. You say Darby Allen?
0: Darby Allen,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen him. I haven't really... I mean, I haven't seen him in a match. I mean, I've seen and know who he is, but I, I haven't seen him wrestle.
0: He used to wrestle quite a bit in Northeast wrestling, and uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how much longer he holds on to the title that he has. And also, congratulations goes out to somebody that we saw at a PAPW show when we went to see him at Mohegan Sun. Christian Casanova has signed a deal with WWE's NXT.
1: Oh, he did? Huh? When did he do that? Uh, last week, I believe. I just read about it earlier today. Was he one of those 18 new performance center people, yeah. including Taya Valkyrie yeah. and Rick Steiner's son and some football player?
0: Yeah, he
2: was one
1: yeah.
0: of them, yeah. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I remembered it because I got a brief interview with
1: Christian Casanova at that show. Oh, okay. So, want to wish him the best of luck and hope. Uh, he said this is his childhood
0: dream. His whole life was to be a member of the WWE or WWF back when he was growing up. I pres- I presume. Uh, no, he's kind of young. So yeah, it's WWE.
1: He's gonna say yeah. But,
0: yeah, but we want to wish him the best of luck and hope. Uh, hope to see him on TV soon. Yeah. It was It was reported that Casanova had signed with WWE. Yes, he has. yep. Okay. Maybe, maybe somewhere down the line, they could be uh, writing the same, writing the same words about one Flash Waller. Because we've we've seen him; he's very talented. If he continues on the path he's going, he's going to wind up somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I'll, you know, you when you if you first look at him, um, now that, Augusta, away. huh? I
0: said, if you first look at him, a gust of wind will blow
1: him away. But you could, well, it was the same when he first, when I first saw him, um, I really didn't, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's, you know, good thing he is where he is right now. Um, yeah. But I mean, the first time I saw him was um, wrestle was at the uh, right for the wrong and the autism show they did down at the East Haven skating rink, and yep. from that to what he's become now. Um, not only is he two or three years older, but he's two or three years, um, more in shape. And if you look at his physique, he's just a shade behind where Matt Riddle is right now. Um, you know, a very athletically given, you know, talent in the ring that just with a slightly more muscle mass, Put him back-to-back to, back to Matt Riddle, in my opinion. You put him back-to-back to, back to Matt Riddle, and and you'd be seeing double.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And we hope, we wish nothing but the best for Flash Waller as long as he continues on the path he's going and keeping himself in shape and out of trouble and staying on the right track. You never know. We could see him on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown one night.
1: No, it's SmackDown Live! It's not Friday Smackdown Night SmackDown.
0: SmackDown Live. <laughs> and speaking of SmackDown Live, has there been any uh, confirmation as to how Daniel Bryan is after the match with Roman Reigns? I mean, he got beat down pretty good after being mm-hmm. in the chamber for, what, 45 minutes?
1: No, it was only 30... Well, that match itself was only 31 minutes long.
0: 31 minutes. Right. And, I mean... I still say they did that. They did that the wrong way. I mean, I think they should have had that match probably second to
1: last. Well, right, and that—that that was the whole. And I don't know. I know shit. Where was it that I heard somebody say that they were probably going to put the Roman Reigns match right on after the Elimination Chamber match? That I, was Char- well,
0: that was Charlie Caruso on the. Uh, pre-show.
1: No, even before that, somebody uh, somebody very smart and very wise said...
2: Wait, was
1: that the Nugster?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew that that's what they were going to do. Because how else can you keep stacking the deck in the favor of Roman Reigns than to do it that way?
0: He, uh, John says, I saw a huge potential in Jimmy Havoc until all the drama came into play. I, well, I don't know anything about the drama, but uh, I remember Jimmy
1: Havoc. That's right. I don't remember anything about Jimmy Havoc, so. <laughs> oh. Put all three of us together and we know the whole so story. Man, the
0: right story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, so has there been any word as to. What's gonna be going on for SmackDown this
1: right here? Nothing yet, because once it's, again, it's they they usually don't do anything about SmackDown until after NXT um, has has aired. And uh, tonight, one of the big things on NXT is Carrying Cross against Santos Escobar in a non-title, no disqualification match. Okay. Because. Santos Escobar holds the cruiserweight title and Carrying right. Cross isn't a cruiserweight. Yeah, when so, you said
0: that, it's like, why is he going after the
1: cruiserweight? Right, but that's why it's specifically understood that it's a no a non title match. And then because it's oh, okay. no DQ, Escobar's Fantisma Murado or whatever the hell it is, El Fantisma tag team can get involved and, and Karen Cross could crush all three of them and pave his way for his NXT rumored main event against Finn Balor WrestleMania weekend.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh, couple of days. You know, there's like you said, there's NXT tonight. There's SmackDown SmackDown Live on Friday. And then we have our guest coming on Sunday, Princess Victoria, and then Raw again on Monday. So what? Uh, so overall, your overall grade for Monday Night Raw this past Monday was what?
1: C to a C plus.
0: Okay. I I, I was going to give it a C minus, but uh, you see, me coming from the old school brand of wrestling, I like to see. I like to see the storylines continue to a certain extent. Like, years ago, I was a firm advocate that they carried out Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage way too long. And it seemed like every time you saw a Hogan match, it was against Randy Savage. Now it seems like, they, like you said, it seems like six months, your championship is over. Boom, gone give somebody else a shot. Do you think that's good for the WWE or bad for the WWE? Yes. Okay, so
1: both. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um I mean it it's good in the way that it it makes it so that it doesn't get too stale. You right. know, um I mean, if, if 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 it's bad in the way that you can almost predict when the title changes are going to happen, um, because there's you know like old school, there was you know very very rarely was there ever a title change in a house show. Now, bless you. Thank um, you. Now you very very rarely see a title change. On TV, you only see him at pay-per-views. So, I mean, it, once again, it's good in the aspect that it gets more people involved in a title picture, um, but it's bad because me. too many title changes ruins the title.
0: Right. It, it lessens the... the um importance of the title.